Hello. Better? Take take two. We did it. Yeah. Hopefully it holds out this time and doesn't just explode again. I don't know why it does that. It's very inconvenient for someone who tries to do a recording over the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really helpful. Does it happen a lot for you? Uh, it doesn't happen particularly often. Um, it's just the, 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 the terrible coincidence of it happening during a recording. Like it happened last time when I was recording with uh, Devin on Wednesday. Mm. Uh, you know, not great, but no. yeah, maybe maybe eventually this goes to a in-person recording format. But for now. Yeah. Uh, we can't do that anyway right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you good? Are, are, yeah. are you good to go? Cool. Then I say the words theme song. Hello and welcome to Halloween Don't Talk Let's Talk, a show where I, Christopher Flaw, reconnect with old friends. And today we have the lovely Kelly Burke. Kelly. Hello. To the show. Thank you for the welcome and for having me. I'm actually very excited. Excellent. How are you doing today? I am great. I woke up late. I made myself a Thanksgiving leftover burrito for lunch. That is, that is a week ago. That is... Yeah, it was like the dredges of the leftovers. Fair enough. Uh-huh. So I finished a lot of things off. Now we've got like leftover carrots and that's pretty much it. Um, and then I sat out on my deck for a while and just like photosynthesized. Nice. Uh, and now I'm here. Excellent. This is well, all I have planned for today. Oh, nice, because there's no D&D, as you mentioned, through text. None today. Well, happy to have you. Uh, So yeah, the last time I think we saw each other was at uh, the summit where they went to space. They did. Uh, Only night one. I didn't go for night two for reasons I can't quite remember right now. Um, For reasons. Yeah, but there's always got to be a reason. Like, why would I not go see my friends? Um. I mean, I live further than you, and I was there for both days, Chris, so I need you to, like, yeah. up-game a little bit. Listen, the, the reasoning is going to be flimsy, if I could remember it in the first place. <laughs> um, but I will not be shamed on my own show, dang it. Um, <laughs> I'll take it back. Don't kick me off. <laughs> I want to be here. But yeah, uh, we didn't catch up particularly much, um, so I don't know what's happened in your life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell, I me like- about, tell me about what's happened to you. I find that all those events, you kind of see people and you chat, but you don't actually talk to people and catch up. Um, so I am... People are busy. They got, they, they, they just, they're there for the show. Exactly. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to shift gears in the mind to, uh, to make that work. For sure. Um, but yes, um, I mean, how far back do you want me to go? Uh, let's go 2016. Because that's okay. when I graduated. Okay, I graduated then as well. Yeah, I think we, yeah, yeah. Um, graduated uh, from psychology and business, looked for work, nothing. Could not get a job. And like I did co-op, I did well in courses, I had extracurriculars, but apparently they were all the wrong co-ops and all the oh, wrong dear. extracurriculars. <laughs> Um, so I worked uh, retail management for a little while, um, eight months or so, and then went back to college. I moved down to Niagara for eight months to do an event management uh, postgrad. Ah, uh, yes. 
um, which was great. Living in wine country was delightful. <laughs> um, and I got to join uh, a little improv troupe down there for a little bit. KO Improv with some of the guys that I know you've had on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least Paul. I don't know if you've had any of the rest of them, actually. It would have been just Paul, yeah. But Paul. <laughs> and then, hi, Paul. I know you're listening. Hi, Paul. I miss you, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've talked to him, actually. Um, but from there, out of school, got a job at a company called Integrated Automotive Experience in project management, which I know is the vaguest thing. <laughs> um, people always ask me what I do and the easiest way of putting it and kind of the most degrading to what I do oh dear. is I move cars places and make people make them look pretty. <laughs> um, which, um. which is not wrong. On words alone, my guess was like some kind of car show event planner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're pretty much on it. Um, so we do anything from managing a whole bunch of the OEMs vehicles for auto shows. Um, so this past year, I worked on Hyundai Genesis and Kia. And then the company does uh, Ford Lincoln and uh, Subaru. And we used to do Volvo and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, so auto shows is a big part of the business. Mm-hmm. And then we do, um, like if you see a vehicle display in a mall, we probably put it there. Um, if there's like shuttle services for music awards in Toronto or for TIFF, like mm-hmm. we probably arranged that depending on who the OEM is. Gotcha. Um, we pretty much do whatever the manufacturers pay us to do in terms of, you know, the logistics and detailing and vehicle management. Mm-hmm. Um I just wrapped up a big media program for releasing the 2021 cross trek for Subaru. Um, so that was a cross country. What's that face? Uh, the the word Subaru cross trek just triggered a song in my mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Hobo Johnson and or the Lovemakers, but uh, he has a song about the Subaru cross trek uh, XV. It's a it's a fun song. I'll send it to you after this. Please do. I'm super curious now. Um, I know way too much about that car after (laughs) planning this and doing broadcasts multiple times for it. Um, But yeah, just wrap that up and things are kind of quiet again and we're waiting for the next big thing. So now I'm updating project templates and (laughs) making resource directories, which I, you know, I say that in a joking voice, but I live for it. Oh, for sure. I love the like, making the information clean and succinct and everything in its place. And now people just need to not break it. <laughs> you, you, I, I hope that you've developed a, a, a trustworthy set of people to, to not break things. Yeah, we've got a really good team, actually. It's only five of us on the project team right now. We're a really mm-hmm. small company. Um, but everyone is super capable and carries their weight. Like, you could not look at anyone in the team and go like, uh, maybe they're dead weight. Uh, do you happen to know if there's like a lot of businesses in that sort of service, like slice of the industry, or is it really just like um, your business? There's a few. Um, so I know there's a, like, it, it's mostly by city that people manage. Like I know there's a main guy out in Vancouver who kind of has that, um, nailed down. There's a guy out in Montreal who used to have a lot of stuff and now we're kind of like away from him because gotcha. he's mean. Um, <laughs> or so we're told. Um, uh, yes. But yeah. Just vilifying people to make yourselves feel better. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> fine, right? Yeah. It's business. Exactly. 
if he was doing his job well, OEMs wouldn't want to jump over to us. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but as far as I know, we are the only ones that specifically do cross-country planning and detailing. People often only do kind of one or the other. Sure. And whereabouts are you situated these days? Mississauga. Hey. The good old soggy sog. <laughs> as they all call it. Every single person. Yeah. Uh, living uh, with parents, living alone. How's that situation? Yeah, living with my parents. Uh, graduating out of college, like I didn't want to pay rent um, because sensible. Yeah, is obviously super expensive. Um, and I wanted a space, number one, that you know, had space and had outdoor area. And um, I mean, I know you talked to Nape recently, didn't have cockroaches. Yeah. (laughs) Stayed there once. It was horrifying. Good God. But like my parents and I get along really, really well. Um, That's good. So yeah, like there's some people that I tell that to and they're like, oh, I could never move home. You're crazy. How did you Mm -hmm. do that? And my response is, my parents are really cool. They're, they're nice people. We get along well. Exactly. They're like super great roommates. Honestly, um, I eat really well. So <laughs> that's nice. Um, but yeah, like I was laid off during the start of COVID um, oh. because all of our income got cut all yeah. at once, right? Because you can't do auto shows if people aren't allowed to gather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was honestly really nice. I got to spend you know, so much time with them just sitting out on the balcony at the end of every day and, you know, having a tea or a coffee or something and just chatting and sitting around. Uh, That's something I wouldn't have gotten if I wasn't living at home. Fair enough. Uh, The weather throughout the year has been at least like kind of nice during COVID. Like maybe the summer was like super hot, but like it's October and outside right now. beautiful today. Like my, my God. Uh, yeah, and go ahead. Go, go, no, no, no. Go. no, I was just going to say it's going to be interesting to see um, what kind of happens as the holidays hit and mm-hmm. as things get colder because the good weather and having to isolate, I think, has been a really big boon for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, but as things get a bit more dreary, mm-hmm. just, uh, just living, just indoor living. Mm-hmm. How have you found it so far? Like, I know you're working from home, yeah? Yep. Um, I'll go out for a walk about once a week. Probably should do a little bit more than that, but... uh... Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm the exact same boat. (laughs) I'll get to, like, day five of not going for a walk and realize, oh, I should leave this house. Yeah, I should should breathe outside and not inside. (laughs) Um, The... Yeah, I've basically just, like, been a real homebody for for most of it, Um, just like my my friend group exists primarily online because like we're all kind of scattered across southwestern Ontario, mm. um, so no like real life hangs, and yeah, just not not a whole lot to speak on. Uh, I feel kind of guilty every time I, I like think about how my life has been. It's just like, mm. Mm, what do I contribute to the conversation? I did go on some dates, which was nice. Um, mm. Nice. Haven't done how that do you, before. How do you find dating during or in this current landscape? Like, how have you been navigating that? Uh, so, as someone who prefers talking over messages and being able to really just look at things I write and be like, 
no, I got, I got to change that. I can't, I can't yeah. send this message. Uh, being able to do that and have it be normal a lot of the time is, uh, is very good. Of mm-hmm. what the, the times that we've gone, I was just like, well, we'll get a meal and we'll walk around like the neighborhood of the restaurant that we ate at. Um, there is the, once again, a, a small degree of guilt where it's like, well, I don't think that things should be open for the most part, but if they're open, I mean, we got to give them money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, overall, having, having not experienced, um, I guess, pre-COVID dating, it's, it's all I know, and it's been, mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah, it's what you've said there about restaurants, and like if they're open, you've got to support and other attractions. It's such a weird in-between now, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, everyone has either been a server or has a bunch of friends who have been servers. And like, they need people in there so bad to keep them alive. But like, for me, I'm not going to a restaurant until 2024. Yeah. Like, like it seems like a, like an incredibly bold choice Yeah, to sit in a restaurant at the very least. Yeah, it does. But at the same time, it's so important to mm-hmm. so many people's livelihoods. So it's that balance of your own comfort zones versus I guess what you could call social responsibility. Yeah. Like a place like Ape Herb, like just shut down last week. Oh, no way. Yeah. I was just like, well, this was, this was a very popular place and it's incredible that it's gone now. Yeah. Did they completely shut down or Um, closed for now? I think they completely shut down. Brutal. I, I don't quite remember the details, but it it also uh, is related to some some shady business practices that I had no idea about. So okay, that's fair. Yeah, not 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 strictly quarantine related, but you know th- there have been other establishments that have you know yeah. suffered a similar fate, but and, mm-hmm. and more strongly uh, correlated to having to get through that phase one without real business coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even for us, we always say like, oh, we're going to do takeout once a week. And then we just kind of forget, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and it just doesn't happen. So we did our first takeout in months um, last week. And we went all out. Like we got a pizza and we went <laughs> another place. And we all got these like giant sandwiches. And we were like, we've got to put it all in at once because we've been slacking. <laughs> the, the the smorgasbord, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, just really deeply buying into this one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. This is everything you ever wanted to eat, like mom's spaghetti. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you mentioned uh, your your Thanksgiving leftover burrito. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving, I think, is like probably one of the like one of two big sort of family gathering type events during quarantine. The other one being like. Canada Day, maybe, but uh, mm-hmm. how how was that for you? Like, what happened? It was good. It was really small. Um, like my uh, my dad's side all lives in Nova Scotia, so mm-hmm. not yep. seeing them forever. Nope. Um, my mom's side all lives around the GTA. Um, so the other, like, there I've got three uncles. Um, one is married, no kids. Um, the other is married or divorced, but his kids have both moved away. Mm-hmm. Like one's in uh, Bermuda and one's up in Petawawa. So they're not coming home. So he's <laughs> on his own and we kind of treat him like his own entity. Sure. And then my third uncle and his wife, 
they, a lot of them are home right now with the kids. They've got three out of four kids home now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've kind of created their own bubble. Um, so for Thanksgiving, we just had my mom, my dad, myself, uh, my uncle who's divorced um, and the kids are gone and my Oma, gotcha. um, my sister and um, fiance, but I call him my brother-in-law at this were considering coming, but um, he's a cop and she works doing quality for food plants. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people that they see in a week, like we just couldn't justify having them that close to my Oma for that long. Gotcha. It's like, she's 91. She's not allowed to go outside <laughs> when it's windy because she'll blow away. Big ups to making it to 91. She's a trooper. Like she's still living on her own in her house. My oh, mom doesn't help her a lot. Um, Cause like she doesn't have a license to go get groceries yeah. and that kind of thing, but she still lives on her own. And when we told her we were doing Thanksgiving, she was like, okay, I'll make a cake. And I'll, bring cookies <laughs> and I'll do a potato salad. What else do you want me to bring? And we were like, no, stop. Classic. Al- classic Oma strength. Honestly, no one knows where it comes from. But once you mentioned family, it just kicks in. Did you end up doing anything for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, unfortunately. Um, I think my mom communicated with my aunt, who usually hosts some type of gathering. I was just like, well, it doesn't make sense this year. And we're all like, yeah, that makes Understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate, because like, I'm actually like within walking distance of my aunt's house now. I should stop by and say hi. Maybe. Yeah. Do that on one of your walks. <laughs> Make that a goal for before it gets cold. So you go for a walk. You do your little jaunt. Oh, yeah. Stop by, say hi, walk back. Make a, make a day out of it. Yeah. How far away would she be from you? Uh, I haven't actually looked. Um, so when I say within walking distance, that's like fully a guess. But I, I, I got some legs on me. I got some stamina. I can, I can make the trek. Just choose a day where you've got nothing. Yeah. Just got to set goals. Always, always been a hard part uh, for me. But what about you? How, how did you have goals that you set as part of like any New Year's resolutions? Or is it just like that, that, that you've managed to chip away at over the course of the year so far? Um, I'm really bad at New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at them until, you know, April or so. That's then- better than most, actually. Uh, I make really small ones. Gotcha. Um, like a couple of years ago, I did, I'm going to read every night before I go to bed. And I did that for a few months. And then I was like, yeah, no, bye. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> I'm out. Um, yeah, I didn't set any this year because um, our busy season for work is January to April for auto shows. I see. Um, there's seven shows across the country in four months. So it's busy. Um, so I, I, essentially don't have the time to be a person in those four months. So there's really no point in setting <laughs> um, new year's resolutions. But like when COVID started, um, I told myself, you know, I'm going to study for my PMP and I'm going to get a professional designation for project management and advance my career. Yeah. Nice. And then I got back to work and I completely stopped studying. <laughs> so I need to be better about that. Uh, what's the, uh, What's the training process for that like, uh, or like studying process? Um, I signed up for a course through Gray Campus or Gray Academy or something. Um, and they essentially just run you through um, 
there's a whole bunch of jargon because it's project management and that's mm-hmm. all of it. Um, but essentially this guidebook of project management principles. Um, so the instructor runs you through each module and says, you know, this is a very important piece of uh, content that you should know about. I don't know why I just became shocked, <laughs> but I just kind of fell into this it. This is your instructor voice. Yes, this is how all instructors are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a, a coworker that did the same course and she passed the exam. Mm. So I told myself, maybe let's try. <laughs> So I've got to get back to cutting out the time for that again. Because I, I want to start kind of accomplishing more things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a person who's happy with the status quo. And like, that's why I've lived at home for two years. Mm-hmm. Because I'm happy here. Um, and like, I don't need to move. My boyfriend's in the States. So it's not like I can move in with him anyway. <laughs> Rest in peace. How's he, do- how's he doing? <laughs> He's doing okay. Um, All things considered. All things considered, doing okay. Like he's got a couple friends down there from work that he's able to see. Um, living on his own does mean that he has that little bit of flexibility on if he does want to, you know, go sit at a patio with his buddies. He's the only one mm-hmm. who he's taking a possible risk with, um, and he's a healthy person. So, all, all things considered, good. Um, and like he lives in Ann Arbor, so um, it's a pretty. It, it's almost a Waterloo kind of town. Yeah. Like it's a university town, highly educated, fairly young group of people. But yeah, he, he's gotten to the point now where when he took this job, it was with the knowledge that, oh, I can come back whenever I want to mm-hmm. and like see my family and friends. And now he hasn't been up here since <laughs> February. So he's uh, reevaluating a little bit, I think, as I think a lot of us are. Oh, all Just- the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's important? Um, what is the most recent thing that you have reevaluated on? Mm. The interviewer becomes the interviewer. Oh yeah, it's it's always like my favorite part about the show where like the the guest flips the tables and I have to answer a question. Um, long pause. I, I, I'm very envious of everybody of anybody who has like the ability to confidently reply with any any amount of answer. Uh, but anyways. I was going to say just like taking a break from work. Um, I've had days in the last couple of weeks where it's just like, okay, I'm burnt out at 2 PM. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to go lie down on my bed. Like I, I need this and I can't just like, it's not even productive for me to just like stay at my machine. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I don't actually tell my team leader that I like, I'm taking an extended break. I just kind of doing it and the work gets done. So nobody, nobody questions me. I've, I've taken advantage of that system. But uh, I mean, always, as long as the job gets done, it really shouldn't matter. Yeah, firm believer of that. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I put more stake on that, especially in recent times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of workplaces now are reevaluating. You know, what does full time work look like? Like, we're not going back into the office permanently ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually in the process right now of moving into a new office, and they've told us like clean out your desks, take it home, get rid of whatever you don't need because there'll be kind of an open shared workspace, but people mm-hmm. won't have specific desks. Yeah. It's, it's like a hoteling type situation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we will never be working in the office full time again when, you know, before in, in January, for example, no one could ever imagine not working in the office regularly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's interesting how you see that shift and like if people get burned out at two o'clock, you can take that break now instead of faking it in the office like everyone has done before. <laughs> if everyone says they haven't, they're lying. Because or they're they're just they've got some weird untapped energy resource that we need to investigate further. We need to get the scientists on it. Um, <laughs> we can replace gasoline and fuel and just everything with whatever they are running on. <laughs> Turns out it was cocaine the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My office actually, they're the lease at their old location went up in like uh, July. So they had to actually move out to a different office in mm. June. And that was like something that's been planned for years. Mm-hmm. And the employees were very much like wondering like, what the stats of that was. Uh, so we moved into like this sort of midway place because uh, the space that we actually purchased the land up on uh, wasn't finished. Like the building wasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. So they moved into basically a few plots down on the same road uh, in June. And uh, as I went to the office a couple times before I went fully remote, I would like look at the giant building that was supposed to be our new office. Yeah. And it's like, I'm never going to go to that. Nope. This is like, it's insane that everything I can do at home, I can, I like, I can do the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, why, why do that? And it's also like at the far end of Cambridge and like mm-hmm. a 90 minute uh, commute by yep. public transit for me. So it, like. I did a very similar commute for one of my co-ops. It mm-hmm. was awful. Yeah. And just, yeah, it just doesn't, makes sense these days like like you especially working in insurance where the demand uh or like the workload through this crisis was incredibly large oh i believe it um is it still like super high now or has it slowed down a bit uh, i think there was like five thousand claims to manage um but there's like 50 examiners i think maybe more okay so it's not too bad um what would it's like as new cases coming in is much lower because people aren't booking trips that they need to cancel. Fair enough. Basically everything that was booked pre-March that Mm -hmm. needs to get called in. Yeah. Yeah. One of my buddies had a a destination wedding for his brother that he was supposed to go to Mm -hmm. Poor thing. And they were humming and hawing for months about like, we booked these and it's Mm non-refundable through the company. So they would have to go through exactly what you do, the whole insurance thing. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone did it. I don't actually know. I never followed up on that. But I'm going to guess that perhaps you saw one of their claims or two across your desk. I've seen several destination weddings. And I know that my cousin was actually supposed to have a destination wedding, wedding of his own in January. Mm. Um, but that's still, January is still in that time frame where it's like, it might happen, which is always fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a... I do not envy people that are trying to plan a wedding right now. Because mm-hmm. even if you're booking for late 2020, like we're all hoping that everything will be fine and fixed. And, you know, we have a vaccine or we've figured it out or whatever it may be, but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just such a coin flip at this point. Honestly. And it's heavily weighted towards tails uh, for at least until the end of 2020. Yeah. I don't know why I assumed tails was the bad outcome. <laughs> I was on the same page. I don't know why, <laughs> but heads is definitely the the good one, and tails is the yeah. 
That's odd. Apparently, we just like people. We we want to see the face that is the head side of a coin. We're people, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other. Uh, so what? When did you end up getting back into work uh, after that first little stint um, out, away? Mid August, I think. Let me. I have a little tracker that I was using when I was being super unproductive while I was laid off. Uh, I was tracking what I was doing every day and it was shameful. I will not tell a lie. Um, I got back in the start of August. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So I was off April, May, June, July. I was off for four months. mm -hmm. Uh, What was the, what was the workload like coming back then? Uh, Because things are, you know, still up in the air. How, like, I can't imagine the the quantity or demand for events is, like, particularly high. No, um, but it was the fact that we got the contract for that mm-hmm. cross-trek program. Um, so as soon as I came back, it was automatically going into everything for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those first few weeks, I was working, like, 10-hour days, five days a week at least. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was tiring. <laughs> I, I I felt funny. We have these weekly check-in meetings with uh, with management and with the rest of the project team. And I'd be a month into going to work and I'd be like, guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I, know I was off for four months and you guys have been working the whole way through, but I need a vacation. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's all project-based for us. Um, so like we got the money and <laughs> gone. Uh, so dialing back away from the the wonderful carnival ride that is 2020. Um, you, you had mentioned that you uh, wound up going to a uh, college in Niagara area. Um, so as someone who has been through both a university and college experience, um, anything you would like to share about that? I don't have any particularly pointed question right now. I'll um, think of one eventually. I mean, I, this is kind of the general go-to answer that I have when people ask me, about my degree and, you know, getting a university degree and not being able to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even just that I stayed within, you know, that psychology realm. I tried broadening my search as the months went by and I still had no luck. Oh, wow. um, it was brutal. And maybe I didn't widen my net enough. Um, I was about like, to ask, uh, what, what type of roles were you looking at? Um, I started all in mental health. And that's where I wanted to be. And I would still love to get back there someday. Although honestly, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Just because of the way that my career track is going. Like I know you can switch industries, but that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, I don't regret my university time. Um, I I got so much value in finding myself to use the old cliche and um, like the people that I've met and the relationships that I've made and, I'm really bad at maintaining relationships uh, and keeping. Hey, hey me too. That's why the show exists. And it's such a good idea. (laughs) Um, But the few that I have kept have become really highly valued. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had no idea what I should have gone to school for when I was 16. I think it is the age coming out of um, high school, 17, maybe 17, 18, I think. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Going off to uni for your sweet 16. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I had no idea what I wanted to do with my mm-hmm. life. I still have no idea. So I chose a program that was interesting, but unfortunately wasn't able to get me anywhere. 
um, because it was so broad and there's so much covered, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with college, not only did I have a little bit more of that direction, knowing that, you know, I like logistics and planning and execution. Um, I am not a dreamer or an ideas guy, despite my history with improv. (laughs) Um, I am the guy that goes, well, that might not work. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's the idea of like having an ultimate result that you want to see and then like figuring out how to get there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah, going into college, like I had that direction about myself that I couldn't have gotten without going to uni and being involved with improv and with orientation. And um, so while university was important, college definitely got me to the job that I'm in now. Mm. Um, I actually got it. um, One of my classmates had previously worked with one of my now bosses. Um, So she referred me into the job. Um, So just having those, you know, the network connections that you get in college because everything is so hands-on. Yeah. Um, I don't use as many of the direct tools that they gave us in college just because they don't match perfectly for my industry. Um, The colleges really kind of focus, or at least Niagara did on um, like that. A lot of people were interested in wedding planning or festivals was really popular in our year, which like, oop, glad I didn't (laughs) go that way. Um, But yeah, well, I don't use as much of the tools that definitely is, the stepping stone that at least my resume needed to get me this job. Gotcha. Um, so that was, cause that's what the difference between when I got out of uh, university and couldn't get a job and then went to college and had a job offer before I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the base that I got from university was incredibly important to me as a person. I don't think it did anything for, my career discreetly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Other yeah. than, you know, developing me as a person and blah, 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 blah. All that good stuff that uh, doesn't show up on a resume <laughs> most exactly. of the time. Exactly. Uh, very cool. Uh, I don't know. I felt like I needed to say something. <laughs> Acknowledged. I acknowledge your statement. Yep. It, this, this is how I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, for you then... Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're you're doing insurance and claims and that kind of thing now. That's not what you were doing before, though, were you? What were you doing in your job before this? Uh, I was just working in the mailroom. Um, okay, yeah. I didn't have any sort of... So I'm, I'm like a dumb, dumb baby. Uh, when I got out of university, I was just like, we'll find a nice office job and then we'll, like, we'll ascend the ranks there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, what's the most fundamental, basic, entry-level position? Oh. Uh, mailroom. So I applied, I got in and then I just kind of chilled on that for like three years. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because of how the company works or if it's more of like a everywhere sort of problem, but like the internal hiring process was such that like starting in the mailroom didn't really give me the most um, experience on like what the company, like how the company actually functioned. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I was just like blind to everything and kind of within my own processes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until like, actually, sorry, there, there was like one instance in which I thought or I had looked at like the internal job board and actually applied to something. Um, but at around that time, like my team was like bleeding out people. It was like, well, I feel guilty if I leave. Yeah. And like the whole, 
the whole system is going to come crashing down because I left. <laughs> it's all on you. It's yeah. all you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then after that, it wasn't until COVID hit where, you know, the, the claims handling team needed a lot of bodies. Mm. And my bosses knew that I wanted to kind of get out of just being a mailroom person for yeah. a little bit. So like, do you want to take this opportunity to like learn how to do claims exam or adjudication? Just like, yeah, if, if that's what the company needs, I'll do it, which has yeah. pretty much been my mindset the whole time. Um, and then that's- I just did it partic- like well enough that they apparently before they actually like gave me a contract, it was a long deliberation process because multiple teams wanted me. And then I look at like, Oh, I bet, I bet, I bet this offer will come with like a fat pay raise. And it was like, here's an extra thousand dollars a year. I'm just like, Yay. but I get to work from home. That's, that's, that's what I care about most right now. That honestly does make such a big difference though. Like you think the time you're spending and like, well, transit fare you said, right? You yeah. transit like, Oh, so much value. Oh yeah. So much. It's, it's, it's hard to put a price tag on it. Uh, I get to like sleep an extra hour a day and like, Mm-hmm. I no longer need an alarm to give me a rude awakening every okay. every single day. It's I mean, nice. I won't tell a lie. I have woken up at like 8.50 for a 9 a.m. client meeting <laughs> because I can. Yeah. I get all my stuff ready the night before and like roll out of bed, tuck and roll into my clothes for the day and land in this chair. And <laughs> like, Let's go. But yeah, uh, that's what I was doing before my current position. Mm-hmm. But that's nice that the company was so open to other moves and like bringing you into a new spot. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that was something that throughout the years has been like vocalizing a lot of sort of employee uh, like feedback uh, initiatives where it's like, mm-hmm. we don't know what the internal movement within the company looks like. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess they finally actioned something, which is, which is good to hear. It's, it's, a, nice. it's a nice experience. That is nice. There's some other things that have been brought up that have yet to be actioned, but you know, one thing at a time. Yeah, you can never change everything all at once. And every every company has their their quirks and their things that can be improved. Like if anyone ever says there's nothing I would change about the company that I work for, like mm-hmm. you've either deeply drunk the Kool-Aid <laughs> or I mean maybe you're the one that needs to make the adjustment and you don't see it or like I just mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's a perfect workplace. Agreed. Uh like for a while Whenever I had like a monthly one, I was like, is there any feedback you'd like to give us? Uh, so I like wasn't engaged enough in work to like pay attention to things that were wrong. I was just like, mm. well, I'm going to get my check every couple of weeks and I'm just going to mm-hmm. do this. And as long as everything's above board, I, I could not care less. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with a job like being in the mailroom too, with it being so manual, mm-hmm. like it, I, I can imagine it would be easy to go on autopilot and not really... Oh yeah. Think about it, right? Um, most of my, uh, especially earlier days working in the mailroom, uh, I did like a lot of uh, digitization of documents, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like feed paper through machine, and then send the batch out, and then you case and group the batch based on what's written on the document. Mm-hmm. And like that was such a brain shut off moment that I just like had my headphones in all day. List, and I wouldn't even pay attention to like what I was doing for the most part probably created some error, like a non-zero amount of errors, but <laughs> like it was never enough to, to make attention okay. be paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was very autopilot. Which can be nice some days, oh, yeah. but I can it, it, see how you would want to 
get out and do something. Mm-hmm. It, it gave me plenty of time to just listen to podcasts and like focus on the podcast itself and just had mm-hmm. to just give my hands a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find myself listening to and re-watching a lot lately instead of starting any new content mm. because it's just filler background noise <laughs> instead of having to pay attention to new content. Like when I'm getting food ready or something, or if I'm um, uh, working on a, a map for a campaign that I'm running, like I will just put on uh, a critical role one shot in the background that I've already mm. seen a couple times, but it's just having that background noise and something to run on um, instead of sitting in silence, like I can't work when it's quiet. Oh, me neither. It drives me crazy. I can't do it. I started having um, uh, like Twitch streams on in the background while I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like even old vods. Mm-hmm. Um, and politics, which is probably like it's a strong choice. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's probably not the greatest. Um, I but mean, it doesn't hurt to be more informed, though, right? True. Very true. Uh, but that, that being said, I, I have like a singular dude's point of view. So like, mm-hmm. probably, is he right? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I want to believe so. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I know some people who will vehemently disagree. Hmm. The beauty of politics. Am yeah. I right? It's so much fun, uh, especially okay. in the last four years. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Fun is not the, is, is not the most app- appropriate word. Uh, interesting. It's definitely been a spectacle that it has, mm-hmm. but that seems to be happening more and more. I don't know why, but uh, I, I, my theory is that the simulation broke on nine eleven, and things have just been never, never the same. <laughs> I like it. I support it. <laughs> that is my new theory on. <laughs> like, why is this year the way it is? 9-11 broke the sim. Yep. 19 years ago. It's, it's been 19 years in the making. It's just straight up a bug in the code. I <laughs> should have seen it coming. We all yep. should have been ready. People people didn't run the checks. And now and now we're just working around it. Uh, I had, but I can't remember it. So I'll ask a question that uh, a previous guest proposed to uh, both you and Nape. Oh, boy. Um, you know, improv was a, a noticeable part of your university experience. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, you had continued to to do some while you were in college. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you are out and about in the real world, has that been an, a, a component in your life? Have you been able um, to, to seek opportunities in the improv world? I know COVID has a weird, pr- presents a weird obstacle, but uh, in the, even in the intervening years of like, No, unfortunately not. Um, I'd like to maybe get back to it one day, but Mississauga, I I didn't really see any or a lot of opportunities here to get involved. Um, And everyone always tells me, oh, you could have started something. I just didn't have the drive to do that. And that wasn't going to happen. And I'm very realistic with myself. (laughs) Um, It's good. And I, I didn't want to commute down to Toronto once a week or commute up to Guelph once a week to go to the making box. I just, it wasn't high enough on my priority list. Um, Cause for me, when I was still commuting to work, it would be, you know, half an hour there in the morning and then the full eight hours and then an hour at least to just get back home mm-hmm. uh, because of GTA traffic. Like I travel um, 15, 20 kilometers maybe 
Yep. And it takes me an hour to get home. Yeah. It's awful. So I, I never did that, but I find that, and I'm sure this will be a completely novel statement <laughs> that no one else in- well, I, I need to strap myself in for this one. Yeah, put on your seatbelts, uh, right, hold me. on to the little handholds on your computer here. <laughs> um, but I find that D&D scratches a lot of those same itches. <gasps> I know, I know. I, let me give you a minute, really soak it in. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, completely novel. I know, but yeah, like it's that essence of collaboration and building something with people. And um, I've been DMing a little bit as well for hey. some of my high school friends, um, most of who are completely new to mm-hmm. D and um, and seeing people learn and kind of grow and be able to give more of themselves into a campaign is something really satisfying for me to see. Um, one of my buddies uh, who is Giblet, the gnome bard who likes to eat things that he shouldn't. <laughs> um, he's starting his own campaign now for some of his university friends. Um, so it's really satisfying for me to see it paid forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the propagation. Exactly. Um, and I, I think that's, this is going to sound kind of cliche again. <laughs> I seem to be doing a lot of those today. But I think it's kind of people's duty if they've had a really good DM is to who got them into the game Mm -hmm. is to get other people in and keep growing that community. Todd is such an incredible DM. Um, I gosh, but he's really done such a fantastic job and helping us grow our characters and make this campaign our own and giving us such incredible buy in that I wanted to give that to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, you know, seeing and emulating that. I don't know how I got here. Um, I know the question was, do you do improv? And now I'm here. <laughs> You're talking about scratching the itch. Um, but yeah, and, and that was part of improv for me though, right? Like I got into the exec team very early. Um, I was an exec as of my 2B um, out of my five years because I was on co-op, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it was... Um, kind of being in that management position and seeing other people grow and being able to propagate that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that kind of plays into how I just got to where I was. <laughs> uh, I just quick, love it so much. Quick tangent. Um, you mentioned being on, on the exact team and, you know, you, you've come back to judge some of the, uh, the more recent Waterloo summits. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about the, the, the change in, production quality since you've left Waterloo. If this wasn't a family-friendly podcast, I would have (laughs) choice words right now. Um, No, they've just done such a ridiculous job of (laughs) upping the production quality and like creating full programs that run during the summits. Whereas like when I was running them originally, I was like, we have a theme that's it. <laughs> yeah. The, That's the, 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 the theme gets touched on maybe once or like once a night. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. It's welcome to Mission Improbable where we do stuff. Let's go. <laughs> there, there was no like elaborate heist. Uh, no. Like thing that we were trying to get to. No. Nope. It was like, here's a pun. Enjoy. Yep. 
it was a pun and it was a theme for the poster and that's all. Uh, speaking of pun, I forgot to mention this month is Provtoberfest, the, the month-long exploration of my friends from Make Pretends. Friends, oh my god. Finally remembered to say it again. I'm probably going to forget it on my last episode of the month as well. Sorry, what was it? One more time? Uh, once again, that is Provtoberfest, the month-long exploration of my friends from Make Pretends. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, Waterloo edition. Just just to add a little sub, little, little tag on the end. Um, <laughs> so who else do you have coming in for it? I know you said you had uh, Devin. Last yeah, so, so, so as far as it's been Nape and Devin, then you, and then Lexa, her episode will be released on Halloween because she is uh, the person who scares me the most. That is super fair. <laughs> um, I love her to death. She is one of the like most intense people I've ever met. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, delightful and horrifying if she... And I think she would be honored by that description. Well, we'll, we'll find out if she ever gives us a listen and, and provides <laughs> that sort of feedback, but uh, I will not be reaching out to her for, for inquiry. <laughs> yeah, if she ghosts me on all social media and never talks to me again, we know she, <laughs> she didn't like it. Um, so I've pretty much done this with every other guest who's mentioned D&D thus far. Uh, what brought you into... The, the the tabletop RPG world. Todd. <laughs> Just Todd. Todd. Just uh, Todd. Like the the group of us, it's it's the, one of the nerdiest things about me. Um, <laughs> if I had to self declare it, is we had kind of created this real life, live fantasy world based on ourselves and within improv. Wow. Um, and then. Todd decided that he wanted to make a campaign based off of our characters. Um, so like Lexa is Lady Iron Fist. Uh, Nape is Warlord Vesuvius. Todd is our ambassador, Giant Foot, <laughs> um, which is one of the most straightforward ones. Yep. Um, and I am Lord Super Chill. Um, so Todd wanted to bring that to a more tangible realm. So we started there. Um, the the UW Improv Extended Universe. We have other people who have, <laughs> knowing, knowing it or not, made guest appearances. <laughs> um, I won't name anyone just in case Todd wants to keep that a secret. Fair but, enough. Um, I will say that the name of the world we are in is Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the world of Adonis. Uh, love that man. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Yeah, it was all Todd that got me into improv, and then I have a or um, into D and D, and I've got you know a few other campaigns I've done, a few other friends, but that's been kind of the main boat that keeps on sailing. So as you sort of paid it forward to your your high school friends, as you mentioned, was that like uh, was that like a COVID thing, just like as a thing to do, or no? We started uh, about a year ago, I think. Um, I had just decided that I knew that at least two or three of them would really enjoy it. So I opened it up to the group. Um, and, you know, we've got a couple people who don't show up anymore because um, it's just not a priority for them at this point in their lives. They've got other things that they're focusing on and that's okay. It's just not a perfect fit for them now, but we've got the couple of them who um, like have been showing up for every online session that we've done and would be there for every in-person session when we did them. 
So I got a couple people. You hooked them. I mean, it helps um, the my buddy who's DMing now, the one that has giblet, the mm. gnome bard that licks things. I made a table so that whenever he licks or eats something that he shouldn't, he rolls a D100. <laughs> um, and that decides what the effect is. <laughs> uh, so they range from nothing happening to uh, we've had him glow purple for four hours. We've had, uh, we have grow a tail. I have um, meet the gods. <laughs> I have um, your race just gets changed like that. Um, it's a wild ride. All nice. of his roles have been the very mundane ones. And I'm just over here like, better. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Like, I'm waiting for him to meet, like, one of the evilest of the evil, like, betrayer gods and just be able to play out that role play <laughs> of this little gnome meeting Asmodeus, the prince of the nine hells. Wow. It would just be so delicious. Uh, gnome with an asterisk because his race could change at any, at any point between now and then. Gnome with an asterisk, yes. That's, that's very true. Um, you had also mentioned, uh, watching the sort of, uh, I don't know if there's like a categorical name for it, but like the, the, the D and D playthroughs, uh, mm-hmm. like such as critical role, mm-hmm. um, was that something that you used to sort of onboard yourself, uh, into the sort of game systems or was that just like, a? am already yeah. a fan of this, so I may as well start. I honestly don't remember which came first. Um, I started watching it when I was going to Niagara and that was 2017. So I think it did come first actually. Because my campaign was Todd, I think started 2018 or late 2017. Um, so my sister got me on it. Um, she used to watch it when she was living here, uh, before her and her fiance moved in. Um, so I would watch it a little bit with her and have no idea what was going on because we were, it was like deep into stories and they already had all their characters and everything lined up. Um, but yeah, started that and then shared that with Todd. And I guess that let him know that I was interested <laughs> in that and it all just it kind emboldened of him. snowballed from there. Exactly. Yeah. It gives a lot of satisfaction. And you spend so much time with these characters that you create like a deep emotional connection, or at least I do. Mm. I care so much (laughs) about these people that I have never met and have no idea that I exist. (laughs) But I care deeply. Um, I have a question for you. Absolutely. Um, I came with one prepared question, just in case. Because when I messaged you earlier, you and I said you didn't need to prepare my, anything. Should I prepare anything? And you just sent me the Zoom link. Yep. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, like whenever, whenever I go somewhere or like intend to talk to someone, I was just like, "We'll let this meander and find out where it goes." Mm-hmm. That, and I that, think that is that, the best way to do yeah, it. That is my mentality towards this podcast, where it, um, independent of like it getting any sort of viewership. Uh, I'm just going to have a conversation. We're going to get better. It's a matter of getting better at having conversations. Mm-hmm. Still, our form in itself. It's hard. Oh, yeah. Um, still going to fail in group scenarios. But if I could get someone uh, isolated and alone mm-hmm. and they have no other option, <laughs> then you got them. Yeah, I'm going to crush it. <laughs> no, it's getting off of 
the question I was going to ask, schmoozing is hard. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking with one of the project managers on our team a little while ago, like telling her, I don't know how you do it. Just like talk with these people forever. And she was like, honestly, I just don't stop talking. (laughs) So there's your tip of the day. Just (laughs) don't stop. Oh God. Okay. Julie noted. (laughs) Um, But my question for you is you've talked to 20 or so people, a little over 20, I think. Yep, this is this is number 30. Ooh. Yeah, we're breaking down Excellent. barriers 10 at a time. I love it. Um, what is the most surprising thing you've learned about someone that you didn't know about them or just something that kind of caught you off guard in one of these? Um, so after after I stop the recording, uh, I, I do tend to like continue the conversation just like off the record. It's much more relaxed, mm-hmm. and um, I hope one of these days what, that that energy will be present in the actual episode. But uh, <laughs> um, I was talking to someone about our mutual friend who, you know, as I was going through the episode, I was just like, this guy's energy has it's, it's so much different yeah it's considerably different from like how i remember him mm-hmm. um just like a sort of more mellowed out tone mm-hmm. um and I, I can't tell if that's just like uh you know someone like me who i was always kind of mellow but like when i first encountered like failure in university it was like this is like emotionally draining and like i can't mm-hmm. i can't do anything um or if that's just like a sort of mellowing out as a as a maturity thing where it's just like mm-hmm. well you're older you just don't have the same kind of uh youthful mm-hmm. exuberance uh mm-hmm. that 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 was present when you were you know 12 or 14 mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it caught me off guard and uh yeah just seeing how people change when yeah, you don't talk to them for much. a while and then they're a different person mm-hmm. it, it, Stuff like that kind of makes me think, you know, if I ran into people that I went to elementary school with, what would they think of who I am now compared to who I was then? Because I went to a different high school um, than everyone else in my elementary school went to. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen a nine out of 10 of them since grade eight, which was a long time ago. So it, it, time does a lot. For sure. Um, The school I went to for K through four, um it wound up shutting down and mm-hmm. uh, so like i was one of like maybe five people that uh went to a different elementary or the the same sort of different elementary school for grades mm-hmm. five and six mm-hmm. um but like when i was talking to some friends in university i was like oh uh th- we were like hanging out as a group and uh i noticed that like sort of friend of a friend um had like the the name of a guy that i was in kindergarten with I'm just like oh I, I I know that guy. I'm gonna say out of it, and then you know, complete stranger look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's more of like a that, that that's also a change thing and more of a. Well, we we knew each other when we were sick, like six <laughs> years old for a year, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's insane for you to to assume that I would still uh, know who you are. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I would remember some people, but like definitely not the same person that I am when I was six. Yep. Can guarantee you that. <laughs> there, there, there are fewer boy bands that I'm into these days, but I'll still dip back into the classics. Probably, <laughs> pro- probably the most significant change I think between uh, back then and now. 
less boy bands. Yeah. But more commitment to specific boy bands. Yes. My, um, my, my fandom is immense. <laughs> specific but immense. Hmm. That is the name of this episode, if it wasn't going to be the same. <laughs> I, I have thought about, like, making separate episode titles independent of, like, episode number and guest name. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's a level of work I'm not going to hit in season one of this show. Season two. <laughs> season two, maybe we change up the formula. How long is each season? Uh, 52 episodes. Oh, excellent. Very specific number. Yep. Uh, Did you start filming the first week of January or you just want to make a full year rotation? Nope, it, 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 it started in March. Uh, but, you know, just just season season is year. Makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's it, what it is for the year? Yep. Just have a little bit of a longer season. It, it will... It, 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 it is going to be harder to, to, to look at the milestone episodes, though. So I got I to gotta make sure that I keep those. Mm-hmm. Once I get that hundredth episode spectacular. Mm-hmm. What do you even do for that? Do you have like multiple people who all don't know each other? <laughs> uh, my, my current plans are actually for, for 50 and hundred and it's to bring on people that I talk to on a regular basis, but I know that other people don't get to. Um, mm. so I'm going to, I'm just going to pull questions mm-hmm. and, and, and use that as a conduit to, mm-hmm. to get some information out about some, some people. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, uh, maybe episode 100 could be the, the, uh, the performance team, the UW performance team. Yeah. Uh, celebration bash. Let's go and get zany. You realize <laughs> that, right? Yeah. <laughs> we are going to need like a three part season finale here. Um, I hope you're ready. <laughs> I'm not. But I am in, I am booked, you are in my calendar. Excellent. Feels such an honor to be part of the calendar. <laughs> yeah, I showed you before. I do have yeah. one where I write things. You, like, it's rigorous. It's, 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 There's not a lot of room left. It's right here. Now, if I didn't write things down in my calendar, like, I'm, I track all of my future things in my phone. If I didn't write that down, I would be a mess. <laughs> like, ask me what I'm doing in two weeks. I don't know. Do I have a vacation day booked? Maybe if I'm lucky. Mm. I have no memory space for that <laughs> I, I have no memory space for like things that are in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. Memory space for things that have well been passed, fully intact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Like I'll forget to unload the dishwasher on a given day because I thought I did it already. <laughs> well, those kinds of mundane tasks, like it, it blurs. You'll think mm-hmm. that you've done something because you've done it three times already this week and then nope. <laughs> Uh, so Kelly, what is, what would you say is one of the bigger changes that you noticed in yourself since we last spoke? Oh, geez. Um, ooh. Yeah. Fitch, that was going to be all lighthearted questions and then I come in with the absolute sucker punch that I don't think I've asked on this show before, but had it jotted down at some point. Mm-hmm. Saving it for when yep. you really needed it. Um, I think I am learning how to put more value into my time. Um, and trying against all improv rules to say no more, um, which is, you know, odd in this time of COVID, Mm -hmm. but leaning into those things that give me energy and spark joy and 
wow, Marie Kondo just came out. <laughs> um, but, but leaning into those things that I take value in and not feeling like I need to lean into things that don't just mm. because, you know, maybe friends want to do it or I get invited to something. Like there were um, some people's birthday parties that I just was like, you know, I don't really want to go. So I'm not gonna. Makes sense. Whereas before, like I'm very, I, I've always been very much a kind of go with it and try to go to everything I can and make everything and, you know, be on the improv exec and be there every week and do the competitive team and go to all of the summits and yeah. hit all of these different things. But I, I think that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from job is that there is value in my time mm-hmm. and you should, and the same for everyone, there's value in everyone's time and you should only give that time to the things that you find value in. Makes, makes moments like this uh, podcast all the more, all the more touching to, to me. I call no, I was actually really excited to get invited and it, the one thing with COVID that I think everyone realized is, huh, I don't talk to people that I like <laughs> enough. Pretty much. Um, I, it's funny, running up to this today, I was thinking like, I haven't talked to this person in a really long time and this person in a really long time and this person in a really long time. Um, and I'm not the type to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um I sometimes kind of panic of like, what if this person never actually liked me and only was nice to me because we were friends with mutual people? And then what if all of those people also didn't like me, but they thought this other person liked me, so therefore no one likes me and they all just keep me around? Um, And I've gotten better at doing that (laughs) as I've gotten a little older and more confident in myself. But I've always been really bad with making that first move to get in touch with people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's maybe a challenge I need to take on myself. Yeah, m- making the first move as like a general sort of thing for, for myself has never been easy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't work out and you just got to uh, feel feel that like small sting of like rejection or failure or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, sometimes you getting get up better at it, getting better at it. Sometimes you get up to episode 30 in a podcast that you created. Yeah, with different never, never thought I'd make it to here. That's 30 yeses, 31 at least once you get like the next one. So yeah. that's a lot of yeses. Um, so you said that, you know, in leading up to this, you had thought about people that you hadn't spoken to in a while, which segues me, segues me into, my, into my final question okay. that I'd like to ask everybody. If you were to host your own version of the show where you reconnect with your old friends, uh, mm-hmm. who is someone you'd like to have on? Um, and I do not need to know who they are in the slightest. Just, just to clarify, because that's been... Good to know. Um, there would definitely be a lot of improv people. Like I'd love to reconnect with, uh, like with Annabelle and with Ali. And were you around for the Brendan Baker era? I was at the very tail end of it. Like I'd love to be able to even just like grab a coffee someday with Baker and like catch up and see what his life has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's living out in BC. Um, but there's also my elementary school best friend who when we got older, just kind of drifted. Mm. Um, But we were super close. Like we would have our little sleepovers and like watch cheaper by the dozen three times in a night, because that's what people do. Apparently (laughs) that I have, we stayed up all night. It's a nice family movie, but we watched it three times (laughs) in one night. 
Fair. Um, and yeah, it was just a really important person in that stage in my life. Uh, and I have no idea how she's doing. Do you, do you have a means of contacting her in any way at this time? I absolutely do because Facebook exists. Gotcha. So, you know what? I'm going to take a colorful <laughs> marker. Which, which color marker should I take, Chris? I have what what are my options? Oh, there are so many. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, let's go with a classic uh, green for going. Which green? The light green or the dark green? Light. Light green. I'm writing this shit down on the piece of paper that I have here. Sorry, I just cursed. I've been really <laughs> trying hard to avoid that. Uh, I, I did not stipulate this at any point. This is a curse-enabled show. Uh, you, you're free to do that as you wish. I missed all I, these opportunities. <laughs> no. I, I had the opportunity to mention this earlier and just didn't. Uh, I mean, it's probably for the best that oh, you didn't. I, 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 I get to check the box on the, on the YouTube video version of this upload where it's like, no, this is not made for kids. And I get to check the uh, explicit box on the, uh, on the Anchor FM website. Makes you feel a little hardcore. Oh, yeah. I feel so cool. I feel so adult. You're basically producing like a rap album by clicking that. <laughs> like you are the new i don't know who are rappers <laughs> i don't know we discussed this i know the new slim shady obviously You're <laughs> chance, the new slim chance shady. is a rapper soldier boy is a twitch streamer but he used to be a rapper is he really a twitch streamer oh though? yeah he is a big twitch streamer as is t-pain uh what it's very entertaining the world of twitch.tv is a fascinating place and you'll never you, you'll never find a more uh, unexpected um, avenue in which people continue their their stardom. Like what? What? What do they do? Uh, so Soldier Boy just does a lot of video games. He was very big on uh, old school RuneScape for a while. Oh yes. Um, got some got some banger instrumentals from uh, playing uh-huh. old school RuneScape. Uh, uh-huh. T Pain does a lot of video games as well, uh, mostly. I think it's like Call of Duty, mm. uh, but he'll also do sort of musical uh, type cool. streams, really which is good. very nice. Um, there, there is a video of his uh, sort of uh, like broadcast introduction mm-hmm. um, posted to Reddit a while ago, and like my friend saw it, and he, I don't think he was watching much Twitch TV before that, but like it was very, it was very like it, it got him hyped up. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say. So that's amazing. T-Pain's actually a really good, good vocalist. Singer. Yeah. Um, which with all the auto-tune, you would never know. Um, but he did a tiny, tiny desk desk concert yeah. for NPR. Yeah. Yes. It's Very so familiar. good. Uh, and then he also did like a, a medley of his uh, with like Kurt Hugo Schneider on instrumentation. And oh. uh, he also won that like first season of The Masked Singer. Which was cool. That show bamboozles me to this <laughs> Like I understand the concept, but I've never watched a full episode. So it just blows my mind. Something else, since we're on the topic of music, that blew my mind. Sure. Um, you know Sting, like the guitarist yep. Sting that our parents love? And his album was Shaggy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, like it is on my regular rotation. Wow. Um, love it and, so much. An unexpected thing on my regular rotation is, um, you know, David Duchovny from X Files. Yes, he has a music out, uh, uh, like maybe one or two music albums. 
Can you send it to me? Please? Absolutely. Also, Jason, uh, Jason Schwartzman, uh, he was the drummer for Phantom Planet. Mm. Uh, so like when they had that as the theme song for the OC, he was the drummer on that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then he has his own sort of solo uh, career under the name Coconut Records. A lot of, a lot of very talented people out there. Doing some weird stuff, <laughs> which is kind of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the new Sufjan Stevens album? I did part of it. And like, I've been listening to Sufjan for almost a decade now. So I know in comparison to, you know, how long he's been out, that's really not a long time. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't lock into it. Um, I don't know if I was just in a weird headspace that day, but I kind of, it, it ran in the background for a while and I was kind of like, not in the right place for this. We'll, 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 we'll put a sticky on this, revisit it later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll pull out an orange marker <laughs> for that because that was the easiest one to grab. What did you think of it? Um, I really enjoyed, not based on the title, uh, the, the single uh, video game. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the album is not that, um, but like I really wanted more of that type of sound. Mm. Um, like he's sorry. Finish your thought first. Yeah. I, I I gave it a a an, an initial listen through. Um, came out of it feeling like, yep, good to know that Sufjan Stevens still making music, and mm-hmm. uh, but like having a, a, a strong opinion one way. Yeah, I, he's just kind of gone in a, a different direction from where he was before. Like when he was looking at the 50 States project and like the <laughs> Michigan album um, is so different, for example, from odds and everything that's kind of followed. <laughs> um, and I think maybe why the new one didn't resonate with me is because I love, um, or not the Michigan, the Illinois, yeah. that album so much that it's just so different that it's hard to make that jump. True. Maybe. I don't yep. know. Yep. That's nope. what that's, I'm going to say. That's valid. That's what we're going with. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, you got some things on, uh, got some things on replay or I guess rerun, uh, such as critical role. Uh, what other things have, uh, been you, have you been having in the background? Um, what did I do? I, went deep into my childhood <laughs> and did a full rewatch of Cardcaptor Sakura. Nice. Which is as wholesome as it always was. <laughs> um, it does get very repetitious because it's, you know, I'm a child, capture card, I'm a child. Yep. But it was a nice background show. Um, I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race as filler because it's just a ridiculous high energy filler. Yep. Uh, like I, people always freak out at me when I tell them this. I've never watched Stranger Things. Me neither. I never watched all of Breaking Bad. I never I watched no all of The Walking Dead. Um, and this is where Chris cuts the stream. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I gravitate towards programming that leaves you feeling good and not on those like painful or emotional cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, did I watch Game of Thrones? Yes, of course I did, because everyone and their mother did. Um, Not Chris, apparently. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, like I watched it because it was bandwagon and, mm-hmm. you know, I say that, but I didn't watch Breaking Bad. So that logic doesn't. Or Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, just lately I, I gravitate towards those more positive things. Gotcha. Um, like I did a rewatch of Avatar The Last Airbender, which I actually rewatch every year. Hey. If anyone has never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, you're missing out. It's a fun show about war. So good. It's so well done, but also hits so many incredibly important topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I think it was like a wisecrack video, like video essay on uh, just like how the, the, the topic of war and like mm-hmm. the real cost of war is portrayed in ATLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they hit, everything from like war and the impacts on families to like propaganda and legend of Korra hits like deforestation and the impact of man on nature and like spiritual connections and how you lose that with the continuation of technology. And like they cover a lot for a show that's rated PG (laughs) Korra, maybe PG 13 at best. (laughs) Um, but Cora isn't on Canadian Netflix, so I haven't been able to rewatch that yet. And I'm very upset about it, Netflix. If you're listening r- right now. R- write them a curt, curtly worded letter. They're listening to everything I say <laughs> right now. They know, they know how I feel. Uh, Facebook will forward them the information. <laughs> exactly. That, I, I think that's how tech works. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Facebook just listens to all of us. And if there's ever any other company that gets mentioned, they just... Yep. Shoot it off with a carrier pigeon and send them the uh, the, deeds. the full script of what happened. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be said. If you, you you just think of it, it's going to appear. Oh God, they're in my brain now too. <laughs> oh no, That's... I thought I'd have at least another two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yet to find a way to to gracefully dismount from uh, from the <laughs> show. Uh, but Kelly, do you have any final questions for me? Um. Um, 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 <laughs> I'm panicking, but I need to find something. Okay. Panic and um, Skywalker over here. <laughs> uh, what is the thing, um, other than this podcast, if this is the, the answer, but I want something else. Okay. What is the thing that has brought you the most enjoyment or happiness or joy this year? Watching my friends who have fallen out of playing, uh, like PC based video games get back into the world of online gaming in a way mm. that I can connect with them. Mm. Um, mm. People were very much looking for things to do over COVID and uh, being able to like hop into discord and just like shoot the shit while literally shooting some shit um, <laughs> yeah. has, has been incredibly heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that That's number one with a bullet. That's nice. It's, it's nice to reconnect with people. Like I've never been much of a gamer, but I reconnected with some people from university at the beginning when everyone was doing Zoom chats with their friends after mm-hmm. we just got locked down. So just those little opportunities to be reconnected, I think, have been a blessing. Especially at the um, so like at the start of like a little bit before quarantine hit, um, I was sternly talked to by some people who had gone out to lunch with a mutual friend, and uh, you know, my name came up. And the the mutual friend's uh, reaction was like, oh, does that guy still play video games? And the people that, you know, sat me down and talked to me were just like, Chris, you can't be like that. That can't be your personality. Like mm. you're, you're, you can't 
go on living the way you do where like that's what you're known for mm-hmm. um and like knowing that they've been proven wrong pretty handily is uh mm-hmm. like man very vindicating yeah and like it's all kind of how people meet you too i think mm-hmm. um like i never would have seen you that way because that's not how i met you and how yeah. we have first but good on you for being able to break out of that box that that person had put you in. Yeah. I did cry when they said like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make friends if you keep doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stronger man coming out of it. There you go. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Feels strong, man. Uh, Kelly, right. uh, I, I do like to wrap up. I give my guest a moment to plug anything that they or, or that they are doing or that they uh, believe deserves more people's attention. Um, so you have a moment to to just say whatever. Um, just a reminder as I guess we're getting closer to the holidays to try to support small businesses and people that you know as much as you can instead of, you know, the Amazons and that kind of thing. Like, yes, of course they have staff that depend on them, but your money goes so much farther and helps so many more people if you're able to keep it local or, you know, even go through friends of friends and go for small businesses and just remember to be nice to each other because everyone's having a hard time lately. No one's perfectly okay. Um, So just be nice to each other. Plugging friendship. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, My plug for this week, uh, listen to Open Mike Eagle's Anime Trauma and Divorce uh, album release. I say yesterday, but I now realize that this episode's coming out next week. So a week ago from yesterday. But anyways, uh made the save. Yeah. Uh thank you so much for, for listening, dear whoever you are is listening to this. Um, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, Chris.